Hey, what's up everybody? I'm Katie Katie J, and I've been living and working on the road since 2015. Diary of a Digital Nomad is just what it sounds like. We're talking the good, the bad, and the vulnerable to start conversations that create genuine connections no matter where you are in the world or where you're headed. Shit's about to get real. You ready? Hey everybody, and welcome to another entry of Diary of a Digital Nomad. Today I want to talk about culture shock, but hear me out. If your gut instinct was, this doesn't apply to me, I don't get culture shock, then this is exactly why I'm making this episode. So I encourage you to keep listening. Travelers are very proud. And I think that we think when we're really well-traveled, we're exempt from this feeling. And so whenever I discuss culture shock with others, I can like see their walls go up and they say like, oh, I don't get culture shock. But all culture shock really is, is a feeling of discomfort, anxiety, stress, all those kinds of feelings when you're in new surroundings. So this can happen to varying degrees of severity, but I think it's really important to talk about because experiencing culture shock and these feelings doesn't make you any less of an experienced traveler. It doesn't make you any weaker or any less adaptable. In fact, it really doesn't say anything about you, except that you're awesome for putting yourself in these really different environments and figuring it all out. It's just like having altitude sickness doesn't mean you're in worse shape than someone who doesn't get that. Or getting sick means you're weak in some way. Let's leave those toxic thoughts behind and instead of using labels to mean something negative, use them as a tool to help us understand what's happening and how to work through it. Culture shock can happen no matter where you go. If you grew up in a small town and then moved to a big city, you probably experienced some culture shock in adjusting to life there. Or in the U.S., if you've ever moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, or vice versa, or from the North to the South, those are all really drastically different cultures. And what about transitioning from lockdown to regular life again, or quote-unquote, regular life again? Those transitions are hard, they're changed, they're different, and that is all a form of culture shock. I studied abroad in Italy, where I did a ton of traveling in Western Europe. I'd been to South America and Asia before on trips and, like, considered myself to be pretty well-traveled by the time that I took my first solo trip a while back. For some reason, I I don't really remember, but I think it was just because it was the cheapest direct flight. Um, But for some reason, I chose China as my first solo trip. And yeah, it was a journey, both literally and uh, emotionally. I was there for a month, and I was doing really cool stuff because... I mean, China's so beautiful and so massive and there's just, there's so much to do and see and it's, it's so great. But I realized that when I had time to myself and moments to myself, that I was just grumpy. I was grumpy a lot. I was irritated and short-tempered and frustrated and just every little thing would set me off. I was absolutely disgusted by all of the sounds of people hawking loogies all the time on the street, by the sounds of people slurping their soup, by the fact that whenever somebody bumped into you, they didn't apologize. They just kind of kept going. There's so many little things. The fact that I couldn't communicate or get around easily, the fact that I didn't understand anything ever. It was all just, it was a lot and it made me I mean, I could feel it like in my body, like I would get just so physically upset, you know, it would get to the point where anything that happened that was like slightly inconvenient for me, like, ugh, it's raining, I can't believe it's raining, would just set me off. And that is just, it's so exhausting to hold that tension, to feel so 
frustrated and angry and grumpy all the time. Like it's just, it's really exhausting. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was going through really extreme culture shock. Luckily, I was there for a whole month. And so halfway through, I kind of started to get used to things and things just kind of seemed lighter. I got way more used to just not knowing what the heck was happening all the time. I started to just embrace it. I learned things like I learned that people had to spit all the time because of the levels of pollution in the air. And it's a part of their culture to be eating their soup that way, like slurping. And they're not just like being really rude. (laughs) And getting used to it, learning these things, I felt just so much better and was really able to like dive in and enjoy my trip. And I did. And I was enjoying my trip up to that point as well. But it was just kind of mixed in with these aggressively negative feelings, which, you know, wasn't nearly as fun. (laughs) And after that, I moved to Thailand to teach English. And I ended up being placed in a really small rural town. And I knew that it was going to happen again. (laughs) And I was uh, not looking forward to it. But at least this time, I kind of knew that I knew that it was coming. I knew what to expect, more or less. And I knew when it was happening. And so I just, you know, I waited it out. I didn't hold it against the country. And I made it through. But it's tough. And... There are a few places on my list that I would love to go to, but I I know that I will experience culture shock to probably a pretty heavy degree, and I'm not, (laughs) I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet, and that's okay. So when I was doing a little research for this episode, I found out that there are actually four stages of culture shock. There's the honeymoon phase, where most people land where they're really excited to be in this new environment and they experience it as as an adventure as something new and cool and you know and that's I think a lot that and that does happen to me most of the time when I don't spend like weeks and weeks and weeks in a place so I'm going to use an example for me when I first came to Latin America um so there's just there's these exotic fruits everywhere the music is amazing my hips are moving all the time still are Uh, the people are so beautiful like the mannequins even have curves the language just like everything is just so incredible after the honeymoon phase is the frustration phase this is the toughest part there's well there's frustration um but you get irritated stressed out exhausted grumpy you're like unsure if you've made the right choice you're questioning everything you're homesick um all of those kinds of feelings, you know? And so for me, that has presented itself in just like being frustrated that people view time differently here, AKA they're always fucking late. <laughs> Noise pollution is like not a thing. Here. Well, it is a thing, but people don't seem to, to mind. Uh, so there's like music blasting at all hours. People like walk or drive down the street, uh, selling things via giant megaphones. Just like, oh my God, it's so loud. People listen to voice memos or like have full-blown conversations on speaker like without headphones or anything like that. Um, Yeah, those are all just things that I was not used to. And then there's the adaption phase. So you still note these things, but you've started to adapt. I know you're not supposed to use the word in the definition of the word, but you know, you get it. So you notice these things, but they bother you less. Like maybe you've worked out a way to adapt to them. Or you've just gotten used to it and it's a part of it's a part of daily life you know so 
I'll put headphones in if there's a noise that's bugging me. Or if I don't have headphones, then who cares? Nobody else is using headphones, so I can listen to my music or that voice memo or whatever without headphones and no one's going to care. If I want to crank my music and sing Disney songs at the top of my lungs at 10 p.m., great, I'm going to do it. So instead of sitting around and rolling my eyes or complaining about them, I just embrace it. And the last stage is the acceptance stage, which I guess is kind of like bleeds into the, into the last one. For me, there's a lot of stuff that I don't even notice anymore. And I've in fact come to find it very endearing. You know, I, it's things that I appreciate and know that when I'm not here anymore, I will miss. And it's okay if you don't embrace everything. There's plenty of stuff about my own culture that like I don't love. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But learning to adapt, accept, and coexist happily and peacefully in your environment is important though. So I think it's important to talk about this stuff because even if you don't experience it at its strongest level, everybody has and everybody will experience this again, like some degree of culture shock. Even if you never leave your house, inevitably the world that we live in moves so quickly that culture is changing all around us all the time. Think about all the differences between generations and how we feel about, you know, different changes. And sometimes it takes a while, sometimes not so much. I think it's helpful to have strategies to combat these. For me, going to Starbucks, somewhere that I recognize and, you know, because of its superb branding, means that besides some of the food offerings, the general vibe is the same anywhere you go in the world. Having people to reach out to or having someone to just talk to about it, to commiserate or to laugh about it together. As you know, I end all of these with a question for you to think about and talk about with other people to get the conversation going. So I challenge you to think about when you've experienced culture shock to whatever degree and reach out to me or to anybody and let's talk about it. I would love to hear about it. The more we talk about it, the easier it is to get through and we'll be able to recognize it when we're in it, which I think makes it, for me at least, makes it a little bit easier to get through. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. You can shoot me an Instagram. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram at Roaming Roots Collective. If you've got Spotify, you can answer right in the Spotify app. But yeah, send me your stories because I, yeah, I would love to hear them. And um, yeah, can't wait to see you there. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If this resonated with you, make sure to share it with your other travel buddies and please take a few seconds to give a five-star rating and review. It really helps me reach even more awesome nomads and travelers like you. See you next week.